Welcome back to the Live AD 33 podcast, where we want to live in view of the cross of Christ and give current events eternal perspective. I'm your host, George Hellowa. Well, if you're anything like me, you might be working from home right now. It's kind of a weird feeling, actually, and I won't lie, it's disrupted my routine just a bit. I'm probably sleeping in a little later than I should, going to bed a little later than I should, but my commute has been fantastic, right? From the kitchen to the family room. Not too bad. Now, if you're home and you're on your computer, uh, it's hard to stay off the news cycle. There's constantly an alert or there's an update. And living in Southern California, we get federal news, then state news, and then city news. What's open, what's closed. Uh, Honestly, I think they had to close nature this week. People just couldn't handle it. So (laughs) who knows? Uh, You know, with, with, with all the constant news, There's a lot of bad news out there, too. And while we did talk previously about fear, this week we're talking about putting our fear in the right place. So I don't want to waste any more of your time. Let's get right to it. And thank you for taking the time to listen. Here we go. So it's week two of our social distancing church. And needless to say, no one expected anything like this when 2020 started. Now, the last time we connected... I shared how we should not be afraid. Jesus demonstrated his power over the wind and the waves, and he asked his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And we talked about the fact that God doesn't want us to fear external circumstances because he is the Lord of the wind and the waves, the God of our circumstances. Now, someone might be wondering, if God is so in control, then why has this pandemic seemingly gotten out of control? Our lives have been turned upside down. Where's God in all of this? Well, there's a couple of thoughts here. First, don't assume that because God's not doing it your way, that he's not doing something, or that it's out of his control. And secondly, God never promises to take us away from the storms, but he does promise to take us through those storms. And he gives us peace in the storms. Because it's in the storms that we realize how firm our foundation really is. And when we come face to face with God's power, in the midst of our circumstances, in the, in the situations that would overwhelm us like waves crashing over a boat, we understand what true power and what true peace is. Now, we often underestimate God, don't we? And especially his ability to meet the need of our circumstances. We somehow come to the conclusion that what we are going through is bigger than his ability to deal with it. Because it's bigger than our ability. But what we were doing when we say that is making God weak like us. Now, I said before that there are two lessons from the story of Jesus calming the wind and the waves. First, based on what Jesus did in the boat, was that we shouldn't be afraid. But a funny thing happened when Jesus demonstrated his power. The Bible says, And they, the disciples, were filled with great fear, and they said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? See, instead of fear in the wind and the waves, the disciples' fear was now redirected towards Jesus. And honestly, this was the right response. Because the second lesson here is that as disciples, we should learn to be afraid. But of the right thing and in the right way. In our passage in Mark 4, Jesus demonstrates power beyond the disciples' ability to understand. And one of the things I mentioned last week is that we fear what is unknowable, uncontrollable, and unpreventable, like the wind and the waves. 
So let's not forget, God is unknowable. Romans 11:34 for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Isaiah 55:9 for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God is also uncontrollable. Hebrews 12:28 since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable let us be thankful and please God by worship, worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. God is also unpreventable. Isaiah 46, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. I have spoken, and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed and I will do it. Another truth is that we uh, worship what we fear or that we can't explain, and, and we obsess over what we can't control. And I don't mean worship in the sense of just singing songs, but by, by giving our undivided attention and complete focus to something outside of ourselves. Just follow people's reactions to the news cycle, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. We need to understand that we cannot control God. Therefore, he should be feared. And we don't fear circumstances because they're in God's control, but we fear him because he is out of our control. Now, the disciples weren't afraid of the drowning now as much as they were now afraid of what Christ was capable of. That's a good thing. Don't fear the storm. Fear the master of the storm. You might be thinking, if there's anyone that we should probably not be afraid of, it's, it's, it's Jesus, right? He loves us. As a matter of fact, John 15, 14 says, Jesus is our friend. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. And right before that, Jesus told them, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. So Jesus is our friend and loves us enough to lay down his life for us. But even though he's our friend, he's certainly not our buddy. Uh, see, Jesus is where the fullness of God dwells in bodily form. Jesus is 100% man and 100% God. We need to keep Jesus in his proper place in our lives. Jesus said it again in Matthew 10, 28, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Psalm 11.10 reads, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. So by fearing God enough to know that he can judge us, and that by accepting the loving gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, uh, we know he won't. And we are, uh, then we are demonstrating godly wisdom. See, another way to describe the fear of the Lord is having reverential awe. Because if, as Christians who have been saved by the blood of Jesus, we don't have fear the same way others do who have no hope. See, just like admitting the guilt of our sin to God leads to our forgiveness, placing our fear in the Lord means that we'll never actually have to be afraid of Him. See, as a matter of fact, 1 John 4.18 tells us, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. For fear has to do with punishment, 
and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So accepting God's perfect love as demonstrated at the cross of Christ casts out the fear of judgment. And perfect love also casts out the fear of loneliness or of a God who has forgotten about us. This idea of fear and awe is so deep, we should understand that God is in all ways bigger than us, yet he means us no harm. In C.S. Lewis's classic tale, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Lucy Pensieve famously asked Mr. Tummis if Aslan, who represents God, was a safe lion. Safe, asked Mr. Tumnus. Safe? <laughs> no, but he is good. So God is not safe, but he is so good. See, the beautiful truth, the beautiful truth is that once you learn to fear the master of the storm, the, then the storm really has no power over you anymore. So what does all of this have to do with the world today? Well, it's simple, really. Putting our fear and our worship in the right place gives us the right perspective for dealing with anything that life throws at us. And when we put the fear of the Lord as our focus and we put Him in His proper place in our lives, the wisdom it provides, the wisdom it shows us is that His presence, His power, and His promises actually let us live fearlessly. Now, I know it seems like a paradox that fearing God lets us live fearlessly, but realizing what God is capable of makes me want to live in a right relationship with Him. And the love of God through Jesus Christ makes that relationship possible. And perfect love casts out all fear. The storm says panic. God says peace. The storm says run and hide. God says stand firm. The storm produces anxiety. But God promises his presence. And then there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. And a lot of people telling us who's to blame and what we should worry about and how bad it could ultimately be. So let me leave you with this verse from Isaiah chapter 8, starting in verse 11. The Lord has given me strong warning not to think like everyone else does. He said, don't call everything a conspiracy like they do and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. He will keep you safe. You know, it's the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. And the wisest thing that we can do is enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, a relationship that casts out fear and a relationship that starts just by accepting the love of Jesus Christ on the cross and just saying to him, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I also know that Jesus died on the cross for me. So please, Lord, I believe that. I believe that he died on the cross. I believe that he was buried for three days and I believe that he rose again for the forgiveness of my sins. And the Bible says that if you believe that, then you will be saved. That is truly the wisest thing that you can do because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you'd like to know more about a relationship with Jesus, if you have thoughts, you have comments, or you just want to say hi, email us at live8033 at gmail.com. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe and feel free to share it with your friends. Our music today is by Lee Rosevear, and you can check out his stuff at thefreemusicarchive.org. And as always, my name is George Hellowa, and you've been listening to the Live 8033 podcast, where we want to live in view of the cross of Jesus Christ and give current events 
eternal perspective. God bless you. Take care.